0: Flying Casual is brought to you by Patreon supporters Brent, David Bush, Jory Webb, Nate Edison, Wes Anderson, Kelly Breckner, and Andy Dugan. May the Force be with you.
1: You're listening to Flying Casual, a
0: Star Wars
2: podcast.
1: Here's your host,
2: Michael Canterbury.
0: Star Wars fans, welcome to Flying Casual's fifth installment of our casual council. Holly, five straight months of talking to some of our closest Star Wars friends. We
1: love them. We love yeah. them.
0: and It's grown, and I, I, I want to disclose not all of our Jedi Masters are here from our, our Patreon family, but we do have with us our good friend, Jory. Jory, how you doing? Doing
3: good, bud. I'm doing real good. We um, ready to talk Star Wars.
0: Ready to talk some Star Wars, hot and heavy. We got Nettie here as well. Nettie, the woodsman beard coming in mighty fine, I will say. How you doing?
4: Doing pretty well.
0: And our, our also our, our good friend Brent uh, recently moved. I can't tell if it's Dagobah Holly there, but I'm seeing bamboo, so maybe
1: not. I was thinking Kashyyyk, but then I didn't see the big There trees. may
0: be bamboo on Kashyyyk. Uh, Brent, can you confirm? Are you on Kashyyyk?
1: Well, I'm not going to give away the new
5: uh, location of the Sith homeworld. The new I'm Sith
0: homeworld on Kashyyyk. I can't imagine what the Wookiees would think. I don't think they've seen Sith magic before. So. Well,
5: I think they've seen some Sith magic in the past. So, you know, <laughs> got it in trouble for about 30 years or That's so.
0: That's true. That's actually very true.
5: That's very true. They're probably sick of us by now. But.
0: That's okay. That's okay. Well, you're there to stay, so gonna there's say. nothing they're right. going to do about it. But, guys, Just so. Wanted
5: to Jory, yeah. nice job on the trivial
3: trials last time. I don't think we ever got to actually congratulate each other at the end of it, but
0: it was amazing. Excellent
3: rounds. Yeah, I mean, it was I mean, I plugged it last time we talked, but it was just so much fun. Like so much you fun. know, I think everybody knows by now Brent, <laughs> he took the day. But uh, but no, it was it was it was just a lot of fun. It was it was really good time. So, it, was it was
0: such a good time, and I actually didn't even realize that, you know. You know, we definitely have some people that will list on YouTube, but not, you know, we're a podcast. So not everyone's going to go to YouTube. But, um, you know, we took the week off. So I posted the audio for it. And even like Wade surprised me. Wade's like, hey, this was awesome. I was like, Wade, you didn't check it out when it premiered? What the hell? But uh, that's okay. We love him still. But uh, so we're going to keep, yeah, yeah, spilling that audio there, uh, I think, on the podcast because they are a lot of fun. And, um you know I think we're gonna schedule the next one here for a, a few weeks I, if Nettie's ready I, I think it's time for him to step up to the challenge I'm ready uh, okay okay I'm gonna hit up Wes as well I think I'm, I feel like he's ready as well um but we're gonna see we're gonna see I, th- I think it could be some I'm not gonna pull any Ewok adventures right now there's no Battle for Endor yet yeah, That's true. gonna come, you know, when people can get hard copies <laughs> of the film. We'll have to figure out how to do that. But uh, Is, can we do like a Facebook watch party with we, that? <laughs> See, who I has mean. a hard copy? We're gonna have to. We're gonna have to do that and study together. That would actually be pretty entertaining. Oh, Live commentary while studying for trivia. I'm down for that. So, <laughs> but it'll probably be solo. I think the next next one will be solo. But uh, um, so, you we, we don't have our whole council here, and you know what? That's okay because. How many times did you see the entire Jedi Council all together at a council meeting? It happens very seldom. Exactly. Like once. Usually it's like little sidebars or sometimes off the record meetings as Anakin knows far too well. Mm -hmm. I mean, slam on him for not being present for some of those off the record meetings and being asked to do something he wasn't comfortable with. Can we blame him? No. I mean, yeah, we can. He slayed younglings, Holly. It's it doesn't make it okay. Just because you're left out of Wait, he council did do meetings, did that after they asked him to do all the stuff that that's he to true, do. but it doesn't make it okay. But <laughs> well, um, then you know, he
5: didn't hesitate when they asked him to
0: do that either. So. He did it. He did that it. anger
1: was just building up inside him. Yeah, it
0: was. It was penetrating him. It was flowing through Ooh. him. So I, you know, there's a
1: lesson of inclusivity there.
0: Wow, mm. very very topical, Holly. Appreciate that bringing that in there. Um, but, yeah, so, I mean, th- not every time, you know, is our whole council going to be able to be present. But uh, I-, I know Dugan and-, and David are out there, you know, once again, probably putting down some rebellions or, you know, instigating rebellions. Fighting and
1: then, the good fight.
0: So they're out there, Jedi Masters taking care of business. But uh, we have our council here. And Luke also, you know. Maybe, you know, uh, he may be coming in here, too. We don't we we never know with Luke. Sometimes Luke is a total wild card. Um He he just kind of, you know, jumps in or um we'll see. We'll see. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe he's here inside the house. I have no idea. I, <laughs> that would be, that weird. would be awkward. Luke, come out now if you're here. He's not. OK, we'll wait for him. Uh, to bus There would in. have been a
5: tray of psychopathy right there. If
0: you <laughs> <was>. <laughs> Slams down a six pack. Welcome home, Luke. Welcome home. Um, so we've got the council assembled, guys, and and I, get, I think it was last week, um, maybe Tuesday or something like that, we hit uh, Empire Strikes Back's 40th anniversary, and a lot of people talking about what they love about it. I think here, this council, at least this present council right now, maybe we can all agree that it's one of our top films. Um, Jory may throw us a curveball and bring in episode <laughs> two, and that's cool. I'm down, um, but we'll see. But I think we can, you know, talk a little bit about that. Um, oh, my God. The man he himself. Speaketh, we speak his name, and the elder has risen. Uh, he is present. Luke, I, it's so funny. We actually just talked about you, buddy, and said you may make an appearance. You may drop in. You may be in my house right now, and I just am not aware.
1: doesn't look like Oh, that it. would have been cooler
0: if I snuck up. That would have been wicked.
1: Yeah. Wicked
0: with a D, not wicked though. wicked being in my house would also be pretty cool. That would be cool. I would be down for that. Yeah, for sure. Um, Luke is now present, so we have a, a, a not a fully assembled council, but we're one stronger. So, but we were just talking about, you know, we're gonna have a little conversation about Empire, what we love about it. Maybe some people have some issues with the movie. I would love to hear that. Um, but what it means to us, what it did for Star Wars, I want to get into all of that. Um, and I think also maybe some Mandalorian season two speculation. I think we're all kind of wondering what's going on with that production right now. Are they still producing it? Are there any cast members that we're not aware of at this point? And who are these people playing? What are we going to see? What does it all mean? Um, I'd like to get some speculation out there as well. And then who knows where the conversation will take us. What does it all mean? What does it all mean? I want to hear what these guys have to say. And if they have any topics, I want them to bring them up. Um, But this is our fifth installment of Casual Counsel. So let's get to it, guys. Um, Jory, since I know you're a big fan of Empire Strikes Back, it's actually funny because Jory's saying, you know, guys, I like the movie, but like, I don't think it's my favorite. So that's why I'm going to him first. Uh, Jory, you know, whether you love it or hate it or, or, you know, it's just an okay film, like 40 years of it, um, you know, I know you haven't experienced 40 years of it, you know, you're a young (laughs) man like myself, but, uh, what's the movie mean to you, man? Like, what, like, what sticks out to you about that film? You know, it may not be the favorite, but what sticks out?
3: So, um, when I was growing up, I mean, and I'm talking younger, obviously, uh, prior to prequels, like, it was one of the only ones that I had to watch. And, uh, well, I mean, obviously I had all three, but, mm-hmm. um, out of those three, it always kind of seemed to sit on the back burner. Um, and I don't know why, and I don't know if it's because I couldn't grasp the storytelling. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know if I just don't have the, um, the, like the visual connection or like the nostalgic connection that everybody else kind of did, yeah. um, from their youth. Um, and once again, I think I mean, I've mean i said this a million times, like all nine, I love them all. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like for me, it has always kind of sat a little bit lower. Even when I did our rankings, I think I put it at like seven for me. Yeah. Um, and once again, not because I don't like them. It's just it, it never really struck with me. And until I started, you know, getting other people's perspectives, um, probably jumping on the bandwagon a little bit and then uh, realizing like the the deep you know, storytelling behind everything. Yeah. Um, and it is, it is very slowly starting to creep up. It's probably like fourth or fifth for me. Um, but uh, as far as that, I mean, what's always rang out to me was the battle on Hoth. Yeah. Um, and, like, I think that as soon as I think Empire Strikes Back, like, that's immediately where my, where my mind goes. It doesn't go to I am your father. It doesn't go to anything, yeah. you know, yeah. like that, that, that almost anybody else thinks about it just immediately i think of hoth yeah and i don't know if i watched that too many times where i'm like "Eh, you know it's whatever for me but uh like that's just where my mind always goes to it um obviously one of the greatest movies of all time um probably crazily enough one of the biggest cinematic reveals of all time you know i am your father even though once we find out from Pitch Perfect that I didn't realize that Vader is does mean it. father in German, Ooh. so uh, yeah, so I love it's that. Just, it's is pretty funny, um, but uh, no, it's uh, I love the movie. It's it's a great movie.
0: I actually I love what you said because you you don't it, it's it's almost the opposite. Like with Episode Two, you know, everyone thinks you know, not everyone. I, let me correct myself, Holly. I Please cannot do. have any more Apple reviews saying Mike hates episode two too much. I just can't have that. Because did you even
1: watch the movie?
0: Did you watch the movie? I don't know. Maybe I didn't. Maybe I missed it. But, uh, you know, a majority of people, you know, put it at the bottom uh, of the rankings. And uh, a majority, I think, also put, you know, episode five up at the top. Um, but I love hearing that perspective because, you know, it is it is different, but it, it it makes sense because it is a more, I guess, mature Star Wars film, you know, like there's themes in there that, like, you know, with Yoda, like talking to Luke and 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 learning his path and, and the cave, like, there's just so many things there that aren't, you know, so transparent, and it's there's there's more there to 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 dig your teeth into, um, so I, I think that totally makes sense, and it's it's nothing to be embarrassed about, it's nothing to be uh, like you should be proud of that. I think that's completely honest and it's amazing because you're not just jumping on the bandwagon. You're like it took me some time and I appreciate it now as I'm older. But yeah, there's to, to other than the AT walkers, you know, there's what's sticking out to the youngsters. I I don't know. Um but I think that's that's awesome.
3: And that's really where I was too because, you know, and when I was young, you know, it's it is a very very deep movie and um I you know, I started watching these when I was 8 yeah. and so like episode 1 kind of got everything or i'm sorry episode four obviously kind of got everything rolling and then episode six was more of the action movie of like the you know tying the you know everything together yeah and so um episode six always was my favorite yeah um jedi was i mean that was hands down you know my favorite movie kind of like revenge of the Sith with hands down my favorite movie yeah you know and and so like it was i mean i've always been a part of like the action movies so um, so, I mean, once again, you know, as you grow older, you start getting a real appreciation for the story behind.
0: I love that. I love that. It, it, Brent, if I recall, your first film was, um, Return of the Jedi, correct?
5: Uh, no, I actually got, the, uh,
0: I did the drive-in with,
5: uh, episode four. That's about right. A week before this one was released in theaters. Okay. And, then, uh, so when I was four years old, I got taken to both of them in the span of about of a week and that kind of set its hooks in me like seriously hard.
0: That's so yeah. So is there anything specifically about empire? Cause you were a youngster then. So you saw it probably what, you know, I know before myself, um, for certain, but like, what about the movie? You know, was it those walkers? You're just like, what is happening? And, and, and shout out to, to, to Kirshner and, and, um, Oh God, who wrote the movie? Who wrote the screenplay? Lucas Lucas wrote it. Who wrote the screenplay? (laughs) Um, God,
2: why well, I can't remember his name.
0: Oh, uh, Leia Bracket, oh, or Leia Bracket, someone else, and, yeah, and, somebody uh,
2: else. and uh Kasdan too. Kazdan. yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Props to them for coming in with that battle right, right off the bat, just being like, okay, wow, the 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 rebellions and deep crap here. But what what you know as a youngster then really stuck out to you?
5: I probably just. Everything. I mean, getting the two of them back to back with, you know, you get that's lightsabers true. and then you have all the spaceships and then you get, you know, everything that's going on is like, I probably didn't fully understand the story, but yeah, you know, just being in the theater for the first time as well. And, you know, yeah. you're getting that surround sound experience and everything's massive on the screen. Yeah. It's just like, you know. I'm just glad they didn't take me to see Star Trek. It would have been screwed up my whole existence.
0: (laughs) We we would be in a much different place right now. We live in a different. (laughs) I'd be on a different podcast. That's actually interesting. We I've never even heard of a Star Trek podcast. I want to look it up later. I'm sure there There's are. There's probably a couple of them. I'm sure there is. I'm sure there is. Uh, They're probably not as good as this. That's I, great. Th- that is very kind of you. Thank you, Brent. Thank you, Brent. Absolutely. Uh, Nenny, how about you, man? We we don't talk about Empire much. We 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 talk a lot about the sequels together. But what what about this film sticks out to you? Maybe you hate it. Maybe that's why we don't talk about it much.
4: <laughs> yes, I definitely don't hate it. <laughs> no, actually, I think in my rankings I usually put it as one. Yeah. Um. And, you know, Joey was kind of touching on, like, that nostalgia vibe. I, I couldn't even tell you the first time I watched Empire, so yeah. I don't think it's just that. I think kind of everything that's been touched on, like the Battle of Hoth is amazing, Um, the introduction of Yoda. I just love Yoda as a character, yeah. and I think that first scene with him and Luke is hilarious. I yeah. still laugh of it like I'm a five-year-old. Yeah. Maybe I'm just immature. I don't know. No. But, um, and then, like, was touched on the I am your father twist. Like yeah. that was, I can't imagine what it would have been like to have like experienced that twist for the first time in theaters. Like, I think that would have been amazing. Cause yeah. I mean that that's referenced in almost every form of pop culture anymore. Absolutely. So it just shows how impactful that was. Um, And then the Luke Vader lightsaber fight is probably my favorite fight in the series. Yep. And Amen. Um, when I was rewatching the entire series before rise came out too, I think I got even more out of it out of the film from like Yoda and yeah. Luke's conversations like more of that philosophy and stuff so it just shows how deep it can go that like it is a movie for children yeah. but how much is really in there too so I think that's that's something pretty special it is
0: and I mean Star Wars does this all around in every film but especially this one like when we are introduced to these characters, they aren't necessarily what they appear to be. I love that Yoda is just this wacky creature. You're like, what the hell is this thing? <laughs> and he's this wizened, like, elder Jedi who is so powerful with the Force. And you're just like, what? And I mean, like we, like you said with Vader, it's just like... I mean, Vader, I felt, was just became the lead character of Star Wars in this film. Like, it just... You know, in Episode 4... Yeah, but like this one, I mean, <laughs> Vader was there to stay, and I mean, you bring in the the Emperor too. We forget like there's where we're first we're introduced to the Emperor, and and there's a there's a there's a uh, a connection there. We know then there's a master apprentice relationship that he has. He's not the only one in charge here. Um, it just makes things that much more complicated, and that's it's so crazy that things become so complicated. And in that film, then we just are left. I, I I don't know. Clone Wars definitely made us feel defeated at the end of it, but like so did Empire. Like their prospects didn't look good. Um, the Empire Strikes Back—that is the name of the film. So it's just there's so much there. It makes it made it such a more complex story, and that's it's a more mature story. So I love that, especially when brothers and sisters are kissing, Luke. I know this is a hell of, so, spoiler major for spoiler. Everyone. What are Luke, you trying to say about my sister? <laughs> <laughs> I don't even think I knew Luke had a sister, so this is a spoiler for me. Luke, I know this movie hits on a, a lot of our, right. our, our 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 big Star Wars, you know, checkboxes. So so what what about it, man? Brings you back to it.
2: Oh there's been so many things sort of bubbling up as I'm listening to the rest of the gang. The Phrasing. To talk, Phrasing. Great stuff. Uh, so I'll try not to talk for an hour, but there's a couple things I want to get off my chest. Uh, my most enjoyable thing over and over again, no matter how many times I watch this movie, is kind of what Nettie brought up in uh, Yoda's introduction. Mm. That first scene, uh, it just makes me smile and laugh and, like, feel warm joy so much. Yep. And just Yoda Yoda throughout you know his appearance in the film as he gets more serious and he lays down you know when we were doing our rankings and talking about our rankings in that episode um i mentioned how this is the the movie which really i think deepens the philosophy of the force and you get so much of it from yoda yeah uh so that's that's super powerful stuff and and i'm going to take us down a little of uh, my origin story of the movie and on a slightly tangential path but still related Mm -hmm. um if you listen to episode two of flying casual uh (laughs) you get my origin story for star wars which goes back to a vhs garage sale copy of a new hope and Mm -hmm. i got that in the mid 90s uh that my mom picked up for me and that's all i had for several years i had not seen any of the other films uh for several years and um no one. It was you know the dark period of the '90s, so there weren't like a bunch of kids on the playground talking Star Wars all the time. Yeah. So I thought it was just this thing that I watched at home on my VHS. <laughs> just wasn't cool, over Luke. <laughs> and over again. And then I met some people a few years later who were into Star Wars and had the VHS um, copies. I think by that time the special edition had come out. Um, and had the VHS of the special edition, and yeah. I was like, hey, there's two more movies. Oof. And I was like, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> so I, I don't – unfortunately, I don't vividly remember the first time I watched Empire. I know it was with my, my friend Jeff because he's the one who had you know the rest of the trilogy. I think I saw both of Empire and Return of the Jedi at his house on his, his copies. Yeah. Um, but one of the things that really sticks out in my mind I think helped cement my interest in the movie is the Battle of Hoth via – the Shadows of the Empire game on 64. Ooh, um, nice call. Because that that timeline of that, uh, the story for that game, the story for that book and everything kind of um, jump off from the Battle of Hoth. And that, that first level on uh, N64, Shadows of the Empire, when you get to uh, fly the snowspeeder against the AT-AT. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: yeah. There him. it is. Plug that son of a bitch in. Um, yeah,
2: I would just – I played through the whole game, but just over and over again, I would play that first level. Yeah. And I'd finish it, and then I'd play it again. I just loved flying the snow speeder. So I think that that was probably my first, like, love of something from Empire was the Battle of Hoth. Yeah. It sort of spurned and and uh, fueled by that game. And then yeah. probably, like, you know, a lot of the other folks were saying, uh took more time to get into the, the really deeper part of it, the the more mature aspects of it dealing with the force, dealing with um, the, the whole storyline gets so much more complex. with The introduction of the emperor mm-hmm. and that scene, like every time I rewatch it, that scene where Vader and the emperor talk, mm. um, I pay super close attention to that. Cause that seems like such a, um, so, there's a lot going on there. and The comic lines have done a lot to expand on sort of the tension yeah. and, and the difference in motives for the emperor and Vader. So I think like, As you're reading these comics then you watch that scene again like it it adds to it so i'll I'll shut up for a minute
0: no it's such a tease like just we we don't see the emperor often and it's interesting now because the you know the newer releases especially on disney plus it's now ian mcdermott right like it's his it's his portrayal of the emperor so it connects it a lot more because the emperor we had there i mean props to the actor and you know we did what we did then it was cool but like Looks a little strange, looks a little creepy. Um, I mean, the Emperor's creepy, let's be honest. But, uh, yeah, it was a nice tease, and, wow, we don't know much about this character. There's much more story to come. Um, Why is Vader, this powerful character, bowing down to this individual? Wow, they must be extremely powerful. Um, So that's, oh, you're, you're absolutely right. Something else about Empire, in all the movies, really, but Empire especially, I come back to years later, and, and years after I'd seen it for the first time, like we, we talk about the battle of Hoth, like there's a, one comment, I don't remember what Vader says exactly, but he he damns whoever, you know, popped out of light speed too soon and warned the rebellion. It's like a little nugget of information. You're just like, how did they escape so quickly? It's like, that's how, and and, and you don't really pick that up on those. Awesome. Yeah, yes. Like you don't pick up on these little details and, and, and those are things that I miss even over the years, just because I was like taken aback by what was happening. Um, so there's some, some sweaty details in there that you can dig into once you, once you come back to him. And that's why star Wars just keeps on giving it. It just, it's yes, it's the complexities of the story, but there's little nuggets too. And, and they build off of them. Like Luke said in the comic books, like, man, the, the emperor's actually out there doing a lot of crazy crap and, and he's, he's, he's keeping Vader, you know, at arm's length, but he's got other plans as well. And, and Vader doesn't trust him, which, um, you'll learn in the vader lines once you guys finish those um a lot a lot of good stuff going on but uh
3: that's pretty cool too because you you almost wonder if that was something that george had planned from the very very beginning Mm -hmm. you know that there is this tension yeah or if that's something that evolved over the years you know what i mean like we're going to continue telling the story and then hey you know this kind of you know you start to see things that weren't intended to be there yeah but then you realize that it was like just really well done and then you're like oh hey you know you start to to see things that you didn't learn from your first 12 20 yeah. 30 re- or rewatches and then you know as you start thinking about things you're like oh hey you know this kind of like plays into this and yep. you know it, was it an all co- cohesive story from the very beginning or is that something that you know evolved over the years as we Continued to learn, you know, mm-hmm. the backstory and things like that.
0: Well, and that's a lot of a lot of credit to the the writers, right? Like Timothy Zahn and them, who expanded upon that story. And we, you, know, you got Prince Zizor, you know, as as like an operator, and and these other people um, that the Emperor, you know, had doing other things, and, and you know. I think there's a story to, I don't even know what it is. Was it a story, like a competition almost to find Luke Skywalker? I can't even remember the whole story, but so there's, it may not even have been George because I don't think George had a whole lot of say, just kind of said, man, they can write these stories, whatever. It's not, it's not my Star Wars. Um, But yeah, so you're right. There's, it's, it's expanded and and that's, that's great. There's more storytellers kind of adding to that. And Disney's kind of picked up with that kind of theme and ran with it, especially in the comics. Um, and a little bit in the novels, but, uh, Holly, I know it's not your favorite <laughs> movie. It's up there.
1: Yes. Brent reminded me that episode nine,
0: episode nine's up there.
1: Was my favorite.
0: So, so when I force you to sit and watch episode five, <laughs> what, what about the film, you know, sticks out to you? What maybe, what maybe makes it not up there at your top? Like, are you more of an action guy oh. like, like, like Jory or is there stuff that you, Really, I mean, they stepped up their lightsaber game, though. Can we be on? We all agree. Mark Hamill and Vader, they, they stepped yeah. it up in that cinematography. Mm, my favorite scene. In, well, it's one of my favorite scenes in all of Star Wars. What was? Um, it?
1: I'm definitely not more of an action guy. You know um, what I'm saying? I'm Jesus. just going to throw that out there. I'm not a big action movie fan, although I did watch Extraction that was good. Ooh, wait, but that's
0: the Liam, not Liam Neeson. Liam Neeson. Seasons. Oh, the handsome Chris, guy. Chris, Chris Hemsworth. Hemsworth. Yeah.
1: But anyway, no, I'm not like a big like action person. I don't like seek out action movies. I'm not really interested in like explosions and yeah. things like that. But um, I think that I've talked about this on a couple episodes before, but I know that the I Am Your Father moment was kind of spoiled for me because I did not see episode four before I yeah. saw Um, the prequels and all that stuff. And I was kind of late to the Star Wars game, but definitely like Hoth, all the Hoth moments were Mm. 100% my favorite, especially growing up on the East coast with like the nor'easters that we'd get. And it would snow from like, oh, I don't know, October to May. And (laughs) my brother and I would just be out there. My grandpa had a tractor and he'd like plow all the snow. my brother and I would be out there like digging these tunnels through all these like eight foot tall snow piles. Um... In retrospect, that's not a good idea. But just
0: wrap, wrapping grappling hooks around your brother, and you're like, I got him, he's the walker. Pulling
1: out? Yeah, I don't know. So I think the Ha stuff was really fun.
2: Taun-Taun milk as a child. And, and
1: <laughs> it was actually one of my favorites. What color so is
0: Tauntaun milk? Pink. <laughs> Holy I don't cow. Know. That's it a just, spoiler. No, I, is that just, at Galaxy's <laughs> Edge? I don't know. Yeah, that's somebody.
1: Doesn't that seem legit? I think
0: it could, yeah. I mean, well, there's blue and green, so who the hell? I mean, it could be right. whatever, purple. Now
1: we're like in the cotton candy spectrum. And I don't like that. Great point. Um, But I don't know. I think it was really like the hot. And then I kind of feel like I'm just echoing what everyone else said. But for some reason, Yoda's laugh when he, yeah. So good. I know when him and Luke are having their first conversation and Luke keeps telling him like who he's looking for and Yoda just starts laughing. And I'm like, it's creepy, but it's also awesome. Yeah.
0: Because it's just because he just knows that Luke is just like, judging him and just like you know i don't know it's such a great moment one of my favorite moments i I have so many but is when luke and yoda are training together and i'm so glad now hasbro it has you know a, a dedicated release from the black series for this moment um where he's got yoda on his back and he's just like is the dark side stronger no 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 of course not yes it is yoda stop lying to luke this is why people go down dark paths because we're not honest with them can we all agree i mean there's a lot of secrecy here in in, the, in the, with the jedi masters am i wrong
1: no you're not wrong i mean jesus
0: the, the anakins are, are damned because you withhold information from them can we be honest about that
1: um when
5: you cut out half of the emotions you're tapping into, then well you're at half yes. power. Right. Gosh.
1: Except that, for Qui-Gon.
0: Yes. Well, yeah, yeah. That's oh that's a whole <laughs> discussion. Actually, you know what? We'll talk about that too. But uh you're right. And I I, I don't know. I, I, I like that we're picking up on the failure of the Jedi more now. I, I know the prequels, you know, they yeah, yeah, you can you can kind of see it, but I mean no one back then was really saying, man, the Jedi were really a bunch of assholes. Like, no one was really saying that. Like, the Emperor deceived them, this and that. But it's like, no, man. Like, they made a lot of mistakes. And that's where the sequel trilogy for me really comes in. And You got Luke, and I know a lot of people don't like it, but um, not our Luke, but but the Luke Skywalker they saw, I know they didn't like that. But I just, it felt real, man. It felt real. Um, but Empire, focus, focus on Empire. Um other characters i mean lando like i always forget we get introduced to Lando in this movie and he's once again a character on a face isn't really what he seems either um is anyone a big lando fan here i mean he's he's awesome but anyone one of their favorite characters
1: Oh, that's funny
5: silence
0: that's cool that's cool
5: not the favorite but i mean they're all great i mean we get introduced to all the bounty hunters we get ig-88 bosk forlum
0: you're absolutely right you know
5: that whole crew of everything boba fett i mean yeah it's in so many different locations you get the space slug and the little asteroid yeah. and
4: it's,
1: mm-hmm. the whole I, movie's
5: is just awesome yeah it is
1: It's funny, I don't think that I really appreciated Lando's character in this movie. I don't think I really appreciated Lando until I saw Solo, which is funny because then page actually texted me last night and was like, she watched solo for the first time oh, ever man. last Jesus. night. And she was like it took her so long. I, right? I know. You have to ask I her. Know. And uh she'll probably text me now, like, why are you talking about me like this? I know you're talking about <laughs> me. <laughs> um, but she was like, I think I need more Lando content. And I was like, I mean, yeah, maybe.
0: I mean, I don't yeah, know. that's you know, childish himself, you know, bringing Lando to you life know, a little more even more swag. Yeah. <laughs> and, and
1: Like you're young. Yeah, there's yeah. a lot
0: of story there to be told. I mean, yeah. Lando has all of his expanded universe stories. That's cool, but uh, I think people would pay to see it. I think that Lando was a big favorite in that in that movie. So, um, <laughs> really what's that, Luke?
2: Uh, I said I think what's interesting about his character is sort of the up and down of it. Yeah, you're introduced to him. There's the tension with Han, where he's kind of messing around and joking with him. Yep. And then you're led to believe, oh, he's a good guy. He welcomes him in. Let's yeah. him, you know, get settled in a nice little, like, apartment or whatever, you know, they're <laughs> hanging out in. Yeah. What is um, that? Yeah, he like, like, the suite? Yeah, he gives him a nice suite, the <laughs> penthouse suite on there in the Cloud <laughs> City. You're like, hey, this is a good guy. Yeah. Then he turns him over to Vader, and you're like, oh, this guy sucks. What's, yeah. what's the yep. deal? What's his problem? And then he, he he turns it back around and again and, and helps them escape. So I think uh, I, I can't. I can't really think of another character that you're introduced to, and your kind of emotions about them go on that little roller coaster yeah. ride in the yeah. first Absolutely. 20 think... minutes that you're introduced to them like that. So I think that's one of the interesting parts. And that one of the fun parts to me is just, um, and I love the way they played with this in Solo, yes. is his pronunciation of Han, oh, which like so good. It, it's Han Solo in A New Hope. <laughs> and that's the way Harrison Ford says it when he's saying, I'm on Solo. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, Lando appears, and he calls him Han. Yeah. And then, I don't know if it was unintentional or just Billy Dee's influence on the other actors, there's whole scenes where Anthony Daniels is C-3PO, Carrie Fisher is Leia, say Han, too. Yeah. Presence at the times in other scenes, those characters say Han. Yep. So that's just one of the funny things about, like, um, George Lucas always says Hoth instead of Hoth. Um, It's all these little (laughs) funny pronunciation things, but... uh, that's, that's inside the movie. Whereas the whole thing is, you know, just George outside of the movie. And then the, the way they played with it, that in solo, that always makes me smile. And I appreciate so much is, um, you know, when he gets introduced to Lando in solo, he starts, starts calling him Han, and, and um, Han, Han corrects him to say, no, it's Han. And then, uh, they flip it around too later on the pronunciation of Sabak versus mm-hmm. Sabak. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, you know han han i think says it's a which would be the same type of a that is in han yep yeah yep and then lando says no it's a so you know like he knows the long array that would be han but he's like purposely not saying it the way that han wants it said so i i thought that was just like a brilliant sort of unintentional joke of lando's character brought around in solo in
1: a really fun way yeah i think the only other comparable character um that we see with like those big swings like up and down like i like you oh, i don't trust you would be hondo and rebels because i yeah. feel like i kind of go on that same roller coaster mm-hmm. and then but other than that yeah luke i think you're right i don't think that i feel like we have pretty good judgment about all the other characters
0: mm-hmm. yeah
4: it's you get a little bit of it with uh dj and last jedi yep. too which Absolutely. But, one thing I like in Last Jedi because it's kind of a callback to Lando, yep. but I mean, we've—I made my feelings in the Last Jedi known many times. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, it's—I uh, don't know, guys. It's—it's—it's it's a, it's a great film. It's—I don't know. It's the best. It's just like Nettie said. It changed cinema. I mean, it's—it's it's that the scene, Vader <laughs> and Luke. I'm your father. Like, game changing. It's just game changing. And I would love to be in George's head. I, what did George plan out? Like that, as far as Mark Hamill tells us, like that wasn't a thing. That was kept either secret or. You know, things were changed later on or I mean he didn't even know his you know, they changed his name last minute, so they filmed all this stuff him saying Star Killer and all of a sudden it's like, Well, we gotta fill this on with Skywalker, we gotta shoot again. So it's like, yeah, how much of this did he have planned? Or, you know, is he just writing as he goes along and wow, there's a nice twist. It's just it's just genius storytelling. But uh uh what else, guys? What else yeah, about I Empire? I
3: don't remember exactly where I heard this. And and from what I remember though is that originally it was supposed to be Obi-Wan killed your father. Yeah. Um, and and then I wanted to say that even before that, in original rights, it was Obi-Wan is your father. Yeah. So, I mean, like, there was, like, so many different things that I don't even know if George really had the whole, you know, and, and those all could be false, and I don't, you know, once again, it's speculation here and there or whatever, but... Um, That the, you know, it just seemed like he was really kind of figuring out the story as he went. And then, you know, when it was all put together, it was put together so perfectly, you know, like, and he really figured it out. Like, okay, hey, this is, you know, this is going to work. And, you know, and and I think it's just beautifully, you know, however his process was, you know, he made the right decision in the end. And let's talk about that.
0: Like, okay, Vader says, Obi-Wan killed your father. Where we go, is that is, did he? You know, is that just Vader planting a seed of, you can't trust this guy. You can trust me, though. And this Emperor guy, <laughs> he's a real dick, and we can take him down. Like, is that, is that where we were going? Or, you know, old, old, ooh, Obi-Wan coming out there, could he have killed his father? Like, like, where would that have gone? The story would be so different. I think they made the right call.
3: And did they play with that with the prequels, you know, being yeah. that Obi-Wan, you know, with him not training him the way that, you know, he should have been trained, things like that. You know, and in and, and that deeper storytelling of, mm. you know, Obi-Wan wasn't ready, um, and, you know, and once you start getting into some of the comics and even um, the novels of, you know, getting the the backstory of Obi-Wan and his true feelings for Anakin at first. And then, you know, and then how he grew to love him as a brother, but really wasn't that father, you know, that he needed, um, or the master that he needed, you know, and did Obi-Wan over time, eventually kill Anakin, you know, and, and lead the rise
5: of Darth Vader. Yeah. I think, I know I remember watching uh, all the special editions or whatever. It was originally set up, I think it was, I don't know if it was planned by Lucas or if it was something that Kasdan and Brackett brought up when they wrote Empire or whatever and kind of threw that twist in. But I know it was, he had to say it on set to keep the secret. And, you know, because I remember watching some documentary where, you know, everyone was kind of like, this reaction's a little overblown to what was just said on set and whatever. Um, Uh Because when they watch it in theater then when the actual dialogue comes in, then, you know, it makes much more sense as to, uh, Hamill's reaction to it. But I, I know everyone was kind of like, he's a little overboard with his reaction here. It's just like, yeah, whatever. He <laughs> killed his father. No big deal. But, uh, it, and you watch it in context, it's like, Oh, that makes much more sense. And, you know, and you play and he played it perfectly. Oh. So, you know, it's, it's hard to, a lot of Star Wars, you know, it's going to be hard to tell what was actually meant and what, you know, transpired as you kind of went and manipulated the story and it evolved over time. You know, from Star Killer to Skywalker and all that sort of stuff.
0: Yeah, God, I can't imagine. Yeah, hearing that reaction, be like, yeah, like you said, you killed your father. Okay, let's move on. That's hysterical <laughs> to think about it that way now. Um, t- t- Jory, what you were saying, it just—I'm gonna pull an audible here, guys. So we are gonna talk about you know Mandalorian season two. What what, what do we expect? But I want to pull an audible and bring in. You know, I, I think most of us here have seen the Disney Gallery episode where. Um, Dave Filoni talks about the Duel of Fates and there was some I don't want to call it controversy but drama in the Star Wars community with you know some people who are calling out others for saying yeah you didn't know you know that the whole Duel of Fates was about you know Anakin's fate and you know Qui-Gon could be more of a father figure to him and Obi-Wan isn't and it's all about his destiny and, and yeah I think most of us generally understand that but to me hearing him explain things like that and just even referencing the duel of fates, like where, which, which, which path is he going down? It kind of opened up my eyes. Um, I wasn't like completely blown away, but to hear him put it that way, it just, I don't know. It it was interesting. How did you guys respond to that? Uh, Maybe you're not even aware of, of all that drama that happened. I know star Wars theory got a lot of hate and while I don't always agree with the man on everything, I think, you know, He's just saying, hey, this opened my eyes a little bit to things and you had a lot of people giving him crap and I thought it was stupid and then it blew out of proportion just like social media does and Twitter's all drama. Um, so what, what did you guys think of that? I know we had a conversation about it on a podcast, but what did you guys think? Nettie, did, did any of that resonate with you?
4: Well, I haven't had a chance to watch the episode yet, but I did listen to the podcast, what it was talked about, and I mean, I thought it was your guys' conversation was really interesting. I really enjoyed it, and I don't understand why there would be backlash, but again, that's kind of part of the Star Wars community, unfortunately. It is, and it just...
0: I'm not going to go on a rant because I won't (laughs) stop, (laughs) but it just pisses me off when people don't celebrate people looking at Star Wars differently or understanding things more or looking at things in different contexts. It makes me mad. Like, it pisses me off. Why are you why are you ruining someone's experience? Aren't we supposed to be celebrating their experience and like wanting people to contribute to the fandom more? Like why are we pushing people away because they see something differently or I never picked up on that. And you're like, well, you're not a star Wars fan or you're an idiot. You don't understand themes and movies. It's like, why, why do we have to do that? Uh, Luke, I know you're passionate about the subject. What, what what did you think, my friend? You saw the the gallery. You were you were. We both, I think, were a little blown away by by the response.
2: Yeah, what struck me was just how how beautifully Dave laid it out. And this is what I kind of talked about when when we discussed it earlier. Was, uh, it, it's all there, but it you can know something really well, mm-hmm. but when somebody summarizes it, uh in in a a clear and sort of like beautiful way it just hits you that much more powerfully. so that's why, that's why I think it was, I don't I think it's ridiculous for people to say, Oh, you didn't realize this stuff like that. Like a lot of people understood the, the ideas and, and the, the, the theme of, you know, the father relationship throughout, um, and, and, you know, George and so many Star Wars fans have always talked about how this is a family saga. This is a Skywalker yeah. saga. Yeah. Uh, you know, so I, a ton of people knew it was there. And I'm, I think you're right that, you know, Bashing on people for loving it so much, as if they didn't understand the stuff previously. Like, no, that's not that's not what's to love. Love it is, just that, like it wasn't just some dude, like any of us <laughs> on a podcast somewhere out yeah. in the middle of wherever, who who could understand and comprehend Star Wars in that way. It was a it was a person who's creating it and is one of the lead creators yeah. of Star Wars. So it just is this like comforting blanket to put on in yourself, knowing knowing that Filoni understands it and can uh can communicate it in that way to know you're in good hands with the stories he's going to be working on in the future
0: yeah yeah he understands it he can easily explain it to us in a way it's never really been explained because like I don't know sometimes when George talks about the story and 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 what's going on there I know it's just him, but he seems annoyed sometimes. So you know, he does this and this, and it just kind of blows through it, right? In a kind of a monotone way. But, like, there's something about Filoni, who sometimes I think he looks like George, and I'm like, holy shit, is he just, like, becoming George Lucas? <laughs> like, it's just very strange. But, like, the way he kind of, like... I don't know how it's affected him and getting to work with George and how much he loves the story. It really comes out. And I get it's different because you have the creator and then a fan who is now creating Star Wars content. It's very different, but it's just, like you said, someone who is creating this content who loves a story, I don't think has put it in such a way where it's affected us so much because George, you know, it's kind of his story. And as much as he, you know, wanted to make money off of it and share it, it's also very private to him and he's not the most you know, personable person. So, um, but to me, when I hear Duel of Fates now, I think of the epic fight scene between Darth Maul, Obi-Wan, and Wygon. Like, that's what I think of. I don't think of Anakin's fate. Um, Brent, did you get into the drama at all? I mean, were, were you there, you know, hitting people up on Twitter, you know, telling what's up? Or, or are you familiar with this no, at all?
5: I'm familiar with it, but I don't, I don't get into the whole tweet adventures or anything like that. It's <laughs> um, Smart man. But... I mean, the duel of the fates, I always considered it just, you know, the battle between light and dark, but to put it in the context of this is going to decide Anakin's fate in the future, that was just like, holy shit. It puts a totally different spin on the whole thing. You know, I always looked at it as, you know, there was, you know, Darth Maul has, he's got this double-sided blade or whatever, and that was so he could balance the two Jedi he had to face at the time or whatever. So, you know, it, it created the balance within the lightsabers, within the force. And there's that whole duel that's going on and, you know, and from that aspect. But, yeah, you start saying, well, you know, had Darth Maul lost initially instead of to Obi-Wan, but to Qui-Gon, that if Qui-Gon was there, then Anakin would never have gone to the dark side in the first place. And that implication, that was just like, holy shit. Yeah. I mean, that totally changes the entire prequels and that entire setup. and, And then when you get into the Master and Apprentice book and you get all that tie in with the prophecies and how qui-gon's actually tied into it because you know he's one of the prophecies and how he discovers it and everything like that and it's just like it 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 just makes the whole storytelling just kind of pull itself back together or whatever and you know whether that was something that lucas had entertained when he actually did this or if that was just something that's come about after the fact and the interpretation of it from filoni i don't know but it's awesome
0: god to 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 think about qui-gon Believing in this prophecy so much and, and feeling something from this kid, not realizing how much his destiny was going to play into his future. I mean, cause to him, yeah, I'll take him to the Jedi council. He'll be trained and he'll balance the force. And they're like, no. And he's like, Oh crap. Like this is on me. <laughs> this is on me now that I got, I got to make sure this happens. And then he, he obviously fails. Um, I'm not gonna blame his whole fall on qui-gon i think that's unfair um but uh jory how about you man are you digging into that at all i don't even know if you have a twitter so maybe you weren't aware this was going on but what did you yeah, think? yeah i do
3: man? i do um and i don't know if i could have said it any more better than brent just said it because uh that's exactly what i thought duel of the fates meant yeah um i never really thought of it in the way and you know and maybe i'll we'll get back clash and that's fine um but but <laughs> Like, I, I didn't, like, you know, and when he, um, when he announced that, you know, it was just like, to me, and maybe everybody else thought that way, but I did not, you know, I never re- really thought of it in a way of, you know, this is deciding Anakin's fate, um, and, you know, in hindsight, it's always 2020, and you're like, oh, well, you know, that makes sense now, Yeah. Um, but, you know, just like Brent just said, you know, I always thought it was, you know, along the lines of you have two Jedi, you have one Sith, he's got a double blade lightsaber, and like exactly what he just said, yeah, you know and and see you know it just never really rang out to me, you know in and, and I and stuff too, and it just like I don't know how I missed that yeah. you know and and you know and how everything came out, but um you know, I, like I said, Brent just said everything that I needed to say.
0: Absolutely, uh, Holly. I, I recall myself going down the rabbit hole. Mm-hmm. That is, I mean, Twitter in general, but this particular discussion. And I just recall you saying, "Why are you even bothering?" <laughs> but what what did you think about all of it? I, I know you didn't dig into it as much as yeah. me, but like when you see people slamming people for for appreciating something a little more, what how'd it make you feel?
1: Yeah, it makes me feel like pissed everyone, off. No, well, oh. I don't know. Yeah. It just makes me feel like everyone needs to calm down. Um. I don't, I don't know. I think that sometimes people forget that (laughs) your interpretation of something that you're reading or something that you're watching, I mean, it's also relevant to your experience. And I think that, you know, some people have a hard time digging into a deeper meaning that a creator of some content may Mm -hmm. have like put subtle hints in. Yeah. About And I think that that's fine because I don't think that you're ever going to know something better than the person who created it or the person who's taken over creating it. Yeah. But I also don't think that anyone's interpretation of what the dual meant is incorrect. Yeah. And so I think that everyone's correct. I think that it's all relevant to how you experience that movie and how you're experiencing like what that actual battle meant or yeah. what the outcome of that would have been. Preach. <laughs> get up on that I, <laughs> I could talk about that for a long time but I know I don't know. And I don't, want, to, I don't I just, want you to stop <laughs> I just think that everyone kind of needs to grow up and be a little bit more respectful of other people's opinions when it comes to this and I know people are like oh it's just the internet why are you so upset about it but just like don't be a dick
0: and it's also it's the internet is such a huge form of communication with others and I feel like the internet more than anything, affects people and the way they're interacting with 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 others more so than having a conversation in general because sometimes people will be brutally honest or maybe Mm -hmm. harsh more Um, so
1: also i think that i think that a lot of star wars fans want to be right about things and so i think that when they hear something new i guarantee that some of the people who are like oh you didn't know that were like Whoa! What? Yeah. And then they wanted to be like, Psh, I'm a huge Star Wars fan, so obviously I knew that. And if you guys didn't, like, yeah. you're not real fans. Yeah. When really they didn't. Yeah. I think that certain fans just have a tendency of wanting to be like, I knew this all along. I'm so smart. Wow, well, and
0: that's the thing is, I the, the 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 fandom has a big problem. It does, and and it's 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 not the Last Jedi. It's not the Last <laughs> Jedi was the catalyst for folks who want to, you know. Sp- you know, spit BS at people, that was the catalyst for them to come out of their shell and, and do that. Um, but I, it's just, it's a problem and, and people do need to grow up. They do. And just let people appreciate something for what it is and how they see it. And and that's okay. Mm-hmm. And we don't need to make them feel worse for that. Um, we should be encouraging it, especially in this community that is supposed to be so inclusive and hopeful and all these positive things that we talk about all the time for there to be such a, a vicious part of that community that doesn't encourage that—it's just baffling because that's what the product is all about. Um, it's just—it's—I don't know—it's baffling.
1: And also, if Dave Filoni says, "Hey, this is actually what this meant," and then you're just like, "Oh, cool! <laughs> yeah, that's really cool that that got cleared up for me." Yeah,
0: absolutely. Just, just let uh, it be. Let it be. Let it be. Let it be. Who is Who
1: is that? My Elton
0: John or? Uh,
1: yeah, it's something,
2: something. the Beatles.
4: Yeah. The Beatles.
5: I, I really don't, I don't envy you guys as content creators because you're kind of forced to go down those rabbit holes at yeah. times. Um, so you have something to talk about and be able to like keep up to stuff, whatever. Because I remember when the Colin Trevorrow script came out Yeah. and that was the whole big thing that was going on. It's like, yeah. you know what? I look at it as fan fiction. It exactly. never even made it to the expanded universe yep. safe because it never got published. So at that point, it's, it's fan fiction. It's fan it may fiction. be really good fan fiction. <laughs> But to me that's all it is. So I just ignored it. Absolutely. And it's like it doesn't impact me at all. And, you know, kind of sticking on that whole train. It you know, if there was nothing in there, and you know, this goes kind of goes back to JJ's initial plan with Force Awakens and Ray's Palpatine heritage. Yeah. Where, you know, his according, you know, his script apparently didn't touch on that at all. And maybe because it didn't is why he got axed from the whole project. It's like, yeah. like well, she's a Palpatine. It's like, well, but you didn't touch on that. It's like, well, well, <laughs> <laughs> okay, out, next. And you yeah. know that that could have been all it came down to. It's like, well, yeah. you totally ignored everything we set up. It's yeah. like how could you do this? And you know, yeah. and it may have been as simple as that. And you know, we'll never know, but
0: Exactly. That's the thing. We'll never know. the people think they know, but then they may they may be right, they may be wrong, but we're never we're never gonna really know how things went. Um and that's okay. But like you said, I, I look at it too. We didn't even touch on it much. The thing that I thought was very odd was the what was his name? Isn't it Thor of What was his name? I don't even recall. The spider it was Tor- guy. Thor Tor- Tor- Yeah, that I thought that was a little odd. I think that was probably the only thing we critiqued <laughs> about the whole we didn't even read the script. It was just uh, I was just like, wait, what? This guy on the baby doll head? And it was weird. It was weird.
1: Uh, it's like something out of a Toy Story, I think that's what we said. Oh
0: my God, yes. It absolutely was straight out of Toy Story. Oh my God. Whoever made that artwork was A big Toy Story fan,
1: or James and the Giant Peach, there's something weird in that movie like I don't that, know if too. I've seen it. Uh, you're not Toy Story up. was
5: boosting most of the stuff from Star Wars, anyway. So,
1: <laughs> I mean, yeah,
0: <laughs> true, very true. See, it's a, it affects everything. Um, well, I just want to know, funny. yeah, Jory,
3: we really do need to. We really do need to uh, switch up our, our slogan for flying casual. It's just flying casual, don't be a dick. Don't be a dick, man. Holly said it great.
0: Seriously, like we've been saying that since day one of this podcast. It's just like...
1: Don't be a
3: dick. Yeah, and,
0: I, yeah, and, you're, and, and Brett's right. Sometimes we, we go down those rabbit holes to see kind of what's going on, and I just... I lose interest so fast because I just enjoy more so talking about what I enjoy about the movies more than any drama or news that's yeah, happening. Yeah, but
1: sometimes Michael's going down the rabbit hole and I just hear, oh, yeah. what? 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 he, You, you people, would not believe what. People actually say this? Oh my God, God he wrote that?
0: I can't. I, I, because I don't understand Twitter probably as much as you guys. It's just not a strength of mine. And people are just extremely mean on there a lot of the times. <laughs> yeah. um, so it's not, you know, the best platform for positivity. positive
1: let's call it what it is and that's a nightmare it is it's a nightmare not good
0: it's 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 tough to navigate through but uh maybe i'll get better with it um just wanted to get your guys thoughts on that because it just kind of felt like it came up organically so that is fantastic but guys supposedly the mandalorian season two is on track you know regardless that we're in a pandemic you know regardless of there's a lot of things going on in our society right now apparently in October, we are getting the Mandalorian season two. Thank goodness they filmed the damn thing before all this went down. So apparently we're in post production. I think Dave Filoni said that himself on an interview I saw. So um, we also have had a lot of uh, not character reveals, but castings. Um, we've talked about Can them. Can we go in, back
5: to Empire? Real? Quick oh, please, no,
0: please do. All
5: right. So the whole Han shot first thing. Oh I gosh, was settled in 1980. <laughs> When he walked into the room for dinner and Darth Vader's standing there, yeah. what did he do? He pulls out his blaster pulls and he it. fires off three rounds. Doesn't give him Before a chance. he says anything. He yeah. doesn't look at Lando. He says that afterwards.
0: You're absolutely right. Ron shoots first. You're absolutely always. right. He, he pulled so I don't that blaster know out.
5: Lucas ever went back and changed something. Yeah. It was settled in 1980. Everything's handled. And I mean, and Vader
0: that. was just asking him to join him for dinner. And he pull a blaster on him. I mean, you don't even know the guy. Maybe I he's mean, a changed Yeah, man. you're there with
5: his daughter, but he didn't know
0: that. He didn't know that at <laughs> all. Yeah, yeah.
1: A... The fine details. I'm
0: meeting mean, your boyfriend now.
1: <sighs> yeah, no, you're right,
0: man.
3: Why do we... <sighs> that was settled. You're absolutely right. Um, so we learned we just don't invite Han Solo to dinner. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> yeah, you're going to get a shot by his blaster. Well, um, just don't be a dick. Like, don't be, don't a, be dick, a dick,
0: Han, and he does it well. And that's sometimes sure? why we love him, but he it's a in a dick? more lovable way.
1: You said he he's, does being a dick. Well, yes, yeah,
0: he does, but it's in a more lovable Harrison Ford way. Sure. Crazy. Harrison. Ford. <laughs> right, seriously. Yeah. He is forgiven for a lot just because he's Harrison Ford. And that's, that's what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, so we've had a lot of castings guys. I think most of them we believe, um, but what was interesting is is Timothy o- Oliphant. Oliphant. Uh, nailed it. Thank you, Holly. <laughs> um, you know, people, I saw some speculation about him coming in as Cad Bane, which I thought was kind of interesting. I, I wasn't sure how that was going to work, but I was like, wow, that could be cool. Now we're hearing he potentially could be Cobb Vanth, who is, if I recall, the self-proclaimed sheriff of a town in Tatooine. Luke, am I correct in that?
2: Yeah, Something like- you are right. That is part of uh, some of the interludes of the Aftermath series. You get the little side story of Cobb Vance. Adventures on Tatooine is kind of a, a vigilante justice man who uh, obtained Boba Fett's armor yeah. after it was um, sort of recovered from the Sarlacc somehow. Yeah.
0: So, so, so we have that. Nettie, is it possible then? I mean, we heard... Okay, what's, what's, what's the individual's name um, who played um, uh, Django Fett? I'm forgetting his name. Timothy? Nope, not Timothy. Anybody? Tamira Morrison. Tamira Morrison. Damn it. I was going to say Bueller, but you're right. Nailed it. <laughs> Casted. Everyone's like, Boba Fett. You're going to be Boba Fett. Okay, cool. Well, now we hear that Timothy Oliphant was seen wearing Boba Fett's armor. So could it possibly be that maybe misinterpreted the the leak was misinterpreted? Mm -hmm. Maybe, maybe it was misinterpreted and maybe we're going to get some wrecks. Nettie, are you looking at those leaks? (laughs) What do you think, my friend? What what are we going to get out of these characters? Could we get wrecks?
4: Say I haven't read any like of the leak articles. Oh, I try and shit. You know, I spoil it all. Stuff as much. No, no. I've I've seen them. I've seen them <laughs> still posted I just don't read the full article <laughs> usually. But um, and I mean, I, I am awful with actors and actresses, so I don't know some of the people anyway. But um, I feel like if we're gonna get Ahsoka, which is heavily rumored too, yeah. I can't believe it wanna be Rex. Yeah. Um. I forget, is he in that end scene in Rebels, too, like that post-scene? I know it's Sabine and Ahsoka. I can't remember if Rex is there, too. Not with
0: them, but he's on Endor.
4: Right. (laughs) Yep. Right. right. Yes. So I figure, you know, War's over. I could see him hooking back up and going along with Ahsoka on adventures. But, I mean... I was also wasn't expecting a baby Yoda, so I, I don't really Very expect anything too much.
0: No, you're <laughs> absolutely right. And, and here's maybe a spoiler for you guys here a few hours ago, um, some of the bigger media outlets are, are, are saying that they're looking for a live action casting for Ezra Bridger. I'm now, sorry? It, yeah, spoiler for Holly. Um, I didn't hear live, this. Yeah, well, that's because you don't read the news. <laughs> um, but I, I don't... I take it for what it is. You know, if Screen Rant's saying it, I'm buying it. So are, are we casting for other projects? God, I hope so, because I feel like Mandalorian's going to get real complicated here, and I don't want to necessarily take away so much of the story. I feel like it's maybe going somewhere else. Um, I think maybe we dedicate those resources to another another series maybe sabine and and, and ahsoka going going on a mission of their own
1: i mean we've already speculated that but i'll speculate again
0: i mean like we'll I, have
1: a re-speculation
0: i maybe maybe there's just i don't know they do these sometimes in television they just cross you know cross stories you know i see chicago pd you know picking up with uh with uh chicago fire i i know oh, yeah no one watches those
1: the new girl and in- Brooklyn the new nine girl in Brooklyn
0: Nine Nine, all these cross series. That was a great episode. Yeah, that actually was a really fun episode. <laughs> so maybe it's maybe we'll see you know some play into that would actually be kind of cool because they do I can see that kind of happening. Marvel does that really well with their television series and their movies. So maybe we do a little something like that. And and and, and I, I don't necessarily think we need uh, Rex being in all the Mandalorian, but maybe there's an episode where he is. That's cool um uh, jory are you, are you reading any of this mandalorian 2 stuff are you buying it or are we just getting the mandalorian baby yoda and uh bo katan apparently uh just out you know finding the jedi or the uh, whatever i what are we what are we gonna get what do you want
3: well you said screen rant says it and you buy it well mike zero says it and i buy it so uh. <laughs> put the money on the table <laughs> but uh no um i i just think that there's so much speculation at this point it's hard to say so hard um, uh, as to what Crazy. that Crazy. you know what's really going to come in i i firmly believe that all of these characters really can't come in yeah. i mean i feel like it'd just be so much crossover they almost take away from them the mando um but I I think that definitely you know we're gonna see something yeah um you know we're definitely gonna see some sort of crossover but you know to get, Boba Fett Rex, Ahsoka, you know uh, Ezra Bridger um and then not cad bane but the other guy yeah yeah, Cob- uh, Cob- Banth, yeah. Banth. yep i mean to get all of those into one season mm-hmm. i feel like it would be a lot and and if you, i mean don't get me wrong i mean very well it could it could be but i just feel like it would be a lot to try and cram into eight episodes to be like okay this is this character you know this is what's going on with them and then you know it would it would almost, almost, away from the story you know I, I think that it's all really cool because I love speculation like it's one of my favorite parts of it anyway so yeah. um you know it's just it's really hard to say at this point um I think that you know Ahsoka would be amazing to have and I think that you know that definitely could happen yeah. and then you know you know introduce these and then branch off into something else um, but you know at, at this point it's just it's so hard to tell what's actually coming
0: Oh, it's I mean so much phrasing during it. It was just the whole comment itself that was just littered with phrasing and I love it. Um so so many comings, so many goings. Uh I love it. Um you're right. And I mean there and there's other projects too. Like there there's a Taika Waititi movie coming out, like a feature film that they're gonna be producing. So there's there, there's so much to be told, but, um, okay, yeah, but like, yeah, go, go. Okay. Back to the
1: crossover idea. Cause it, I'm not done you? with that. Love it. I think that this is just me yeah. pretending to believe that they are doing a That's casting doing for here. an Ezra Bridger. Yep. I think that there is a way that they could kind of put all of these characters in the season, just not have them be a part, like a big part of that episode like, I don't know, we're in a cantina and Ezra Bridger sitting in the back or something. And, like, they're not part of that episode yeah. fully. But then that kind of gives you, I'm kind of inclined to believe at some point, then we're going to have that scene again in a different series that is about Ezra Bridger.
4: Oh, I'd love that.
1: Like, so you kind of different get that. Different perspectives. Yes, like exactly. Like Twilight.
0: Like they're doing with Twilight Nothing right now. Nothing like that. Nothing like that. Okay. But okay.
1: it is like Luke told me about when we were reading... Um leia and how there's that one scene at the ball that's also in the other novel Mm -hmm. and so it's kind of like i mean star wars does some crossovers like that just maybe not so much in the tv show realm because this is so new yeah but i don't know i think that then maybe that could be doable
0: yeah you're getting you get some of the i don't know the, the comics we see coming on that backstory, you know, like like you said, not the bigger material, but the comics do it well. Um, but you're right, I think it's television. Let's do it. Let's let's have let's have Sabine and 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 uh, and Ahsoka out there, and they run in the Mandalorian like, who the hell are you? And who are like, you, I'm looking for the Jedi. <laughs> We're looking for a Jedi too. And he just went to the unknown regions. So maybe he can help us. Maybe we team up. And he knows more than we do about the Jedi, so maybe we can. he can help. It's like,
3: oh, shit. Now, if okay. they do this, Holly, <laughs> I I firmly believe that Star Wars is in a very, very good direction. Yeah. Um, you know, even if, even if you put, you know, just, you know, like you said, you have an Ezra Bridger sitting in the background, and, you know, he's there for five seconds, ten seconds of an episode, and then, you know, it cuts to, or, I mean, later on we get an Ezra Bridger, you know, a whole series about him then you're like okay this is like you know star wars is marvel now you know what i mean like you know you have that that real you know continuity and like hey we're going to tell this big story now um and and if they do that i will be really really happy with the direction that star wars is going
1: yeah because that model works and people really like that and i think it's fun to have those teasers in there but i also agree jory that we shouldn't be kind of muddying up like the Mandalorian and that storyline. And so I think that would be a really good way for them to kind of give a teaser, but not take away from the Mandalorian story.
0: Also don't forget the dark saber is now in play as little as it was in the, in the series. It's now in play. And it's like, okay, are we going back to like, you know, Mandalorian, like, like, reviving Mandalore like we were seeing in rebels, like Luke, are we going to get more of that story again? I don't think Sabine's going to take up the mantle. She already kind of said, you know, someone else needs to do this. Not not me. What, what are you expecting? Is it going to be very dark saber heavy? Could we have Ahsoka in all of the series or maybe an episode?
2: I, I feel a lot of the, I think hesitation that Jory was laying down earlier about saying like, it's, it's a lot. The yeah. rumors are a lot of, of characters and storylines to squeeze into, presumably, another eight-episode season. Yeah. So the initial reaction is like, is this too much? Yeah. At the same time, we always sort of cry out for more connectivity in mm. the various media that, of Star Wars that we consume. And you know, Sometimes you read a, a Star Wars novel, and it's fun, but it, like, it doesn't connect. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really well uh, to some of the films or some of the TV series and things like that. And you're like, oh, I was a little disappointed It didn't connect more. Like, okay, it's you know, okay side story. I'm in the middle of uh, Crash of Fate, which is one of oh. the the novels based around uh, the launch of Galaxy's Edge at, at at you know Disney World and Disneyland. That takes place on Batuu, and it's like a fun story so far. But so far, it doesn't really connect with much. Yeah. Um, so that's that's one of those. So you know, we crave that, but at the same time. Like you don't want to do it heavy-handed and in this like clumsy way, um, and they really stayed away from that with with the first season of Mandalorian. You get a lot of the the themes of Star Wars and yeah. the the visuals of Star Wars, but it was like new. It was new characters and new storylines yep. in a, in a world that felt familiar to us. And then, like you said, that they throw the dark saber in that last episode. Yeah, and that's like this huge signal. And the conversation that the Mandalorian uh, has with the armor at the end about what he, what he needs to do with Baby Yoda next, Henry yeah. Cavill, uh, that you know, set the set the table for a season two that is going to be much more about the connective tissue yeah. of all the other parts of Star Wars lore, and that's why we're getting all these reveals of characters that are going to be popping in here and creating potential spinoffs. And it would worry me a lot more if it, if again, Filoni wasn't involved because I, because yeah. I think he's the linchpin. Yeah. The fulcrum.
0: Oh, will, come on.
2: Let's go. Uh,
0: the Maybe linchpin is the other code name. I don't, I hope so. That's, that's yeah. a Luke's great code name. name. That's a, settled. It's settled. The way
2: that, the way that rebels and clone wars, you know, connect in nice ways and, and the way that, he just seems to be so in tune with, with the storytelling of Star Wars. I think it makes me less nervous. Like Jory said, it's a lot. It's a lot of characters. But I think a lot of them will be relatively minor parts. and, and But creating that potential for the Marvel-like kind of spinoffs.
0: I, I mean, yeah, there's some big-name actors in some of these episodes that, you know— I just love Bill Burr and I reference him all the time, but it's like, I didn't expect Bill Burr to be in half the season, but like he was in an episode and it was a meaningful episode and it was cool. And I didn't need any more Bill Burr after that. It's like, okay, Bill, that was fun. See ya.
1: Bye Bill.
0: Bye Bill. But it's like, so yeah, it it could, I don't know. They could do it effectively and maybe it's, I don't know. Are are we certain that it's all for the Mandalorian? I don't know. I don't know. Um, But yeah, the dark saber just, Really complicates things, especially when you're like the Mando was told by the armor that his mission is to go find Baby Yoda's people and it's like okay, so is that that's the direction we're going and we're not we're not going to relive Rebels and and who's ruling Mandalore again? Like is that like are we coming back to that? Or is that gonna is it all gonna happen? I don't know it's confusing, and that's great though because if we had all, if we had some inkling of where shit was going, and we knew all these castings and stuff, it wouldn't be that interesting. But holy cow, it's they've done a great job of setting it up, and I, I think we're all looking forward to it. And we only have a, a few more months. Mm-hmm. Time is flying, so it'll be here before <laughs> we know it. Um, anything else about the Mandalorian or Empire or Episode Two or
5: Ezra Bridger? Ezra Bridger? i'll just touch in on the uh mandalorian here real quick if bo katan is in the mandalorian season two it had better be a flashback because if she gave up the dark saber without sacrificing her life come on then what the
0: yeah what the f i mean seriously
5: dude come on
0: come on lay down to the like
5: to the death and that does not walk away from your hand while you're still breathing yeah so that's that's just my thought on her um everything else you know, hopefully they're just setting up spin-offs to come down in the future. Yeah, um, I can see Ahsoka kind of coming in because oh, I need, you know, maybe even just in passing. You know, where would this kid come from? Yeah. I, I don't know. it was like there was yoda and there was yaddle and that's all i know because they're 900 years old and i haven't seen anybody since then so you know you kind of get into that stuff yeah so you know hopefully it's kind of that and it's kind of maybe it's like oh yeah i've seen space whales are over here and then you know they kind of they all go in different directions (laughs) and you know everything's happy and it's just kind of that passing moment um but to set up stuff in this future i mean that would be totally awesome and to get that connection but
0: yeah no it's yeah if please can we see some some purgles I mean, I, I, think, I think we are deserving of live-action purgles.
1: Why do people give purgles such a hard time? Why do Nobody people hate does. the Nobody does. They
0: literally destroyed, you know, I would say saved Ezra. I mean, right? Like, I mean, Ezra Bridger, a beloved Star Wars character, was saved by space whales.
1: Like, what's not to love about space whales? They're
0: amazing and mystical creatures. And there's been no reports of Thrawn being gassed in anything. So,
5: until there's some blue guy, then there's no Ezra Bridger and there's probably no Sabine.
0: That was actually someone, <laughs> someone was speculating Timothy Oliphant being Thrawn. I mean, he's, got, he's got the jawline. It's like, gonna... But a
4: stretch. he's not
5: British.
0: Because
4: <laughs> they're
5: British. I
0: always play the Imperial. Exactly.
4: So. Mm-hmm.
5: Exactly. With the exception of Ray and Finn. Well, Finn started off as an Imperial, so it kind of works.
0: True. That's true. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, God, I hope not. I hope Thrawn is something else, and and that's another thing. Will we ever see any more stories about Thrawn? I I, I don't know. We're getting even more backstory with a new Thrawn trilogy and and novels. I I don't know. Granted, they're going back in time, so we're not messing with any in the future. Maybe that's purposeful, but uh, maybe we're supposed to get to know Thrawn a little more, even more than we do now, to understand where we're going in the future. I'm all for it. Um, so apparently we're getting... Yeah, that...
4: I was going to say, Yeah. if if the Ezra Bridger series is true, if that rumor was true, I want to see more Thrawn in there because, yes. I mean, A, they were last seen together, and B, I just think Thrawn's an awesome character. Absolutely. And I mean, you kind of have a bit of a loose thread from the new Thrawn trilogy with yep. the Grisks. Yep. Like they defeat him in battle, and then it's just kind of like, well, they're still out there. Yep. It's not the Empire's problem. And then I'm kind of like, well, where are they? Absolutely. But I definitely want to see more of that. So, yeah.
1: And
0: Thrawn is just prime television material. You want to leave people on, you know, uh, with a cliffhanger? Just have a scene with Thrawn, and he says something really badass, and it's like, and see you next scene. week. It's like, that, he is made for television.
3: Yeah, he I don't sure want to is. see
0: him in a movie. I, I mean, it would be awesome. I'm not gonna say I don't want that. That'd be sick. But he's maybe that's made... Tychus. Oh, holy cat! I don't God. know. I don't know if I want. That I could
5: be totally awesome. Yeah, <laughs> taking over the whole Thrawn that... and Ezra. Where Can you imagine? Where are they now? Sort of the series. I trust in oh, yeah. do A little
0: it? more oh, yeah. comedy with Thrawn. Maybe, yeah. maybe Thrawn. Because well, you got
5: Ezra in there, so
0: exactly Ezra's a goofball anyway. Exactly. So maybe, maybe their team, maybe. That would be the ultimate team-up movie.
1: Also, Ezra and Thrawn had some really great back-and-forth moments in the last season of Rebels. Oh,
0: God. You're, I know what you're going to say. Your favorite moment. What was it? was it? He's rolling around on one of their Imperial bases, Ezra is, and he's, with us, he's rolling with his lightsaber. And what does is, what is Thrawn say?
1: <laughs> Fascinating. 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 That's like the best line. That was line. comedic. I think every time. I say that all the time yeah. now.
0: Yeah. You do. Everything.
1: Fascinating. It's, I
0: hang a poster on the wall fascinating (laughs) yeah i'm trying to you know do mow the lawn holly's out there fascinating yeah you use it all the time now thromus is uh, a
1: great character he
0: was see right maybe he's more comedic than i give him credit for it's just because he can
1: like deadpan like these really like serious things but then you're like was that funny Yeah." yeah
0: yeah it's the red eyes they throw you off yeah yeah sure yeah so yeah let's i don't know I don't know, guys. The f- Star Wars' future is bright, and I'm so excited for it. So, stop hating on people. Stop, you know, discouraging them from joining this community because you're you're a real douche.
1: And don't um, be yeah. a dick.
0: Yeah, don't be a dick. Don't be a dick or a douche. Don't do it, uh, man. So much cursing. I'm so sorry. Man. That's my fault. That's my fault.
1: We're just really passionate. It's the council. It's, it's the, the council. Yeah, so,
0: you know what? We're all masters here. I feel like we could speak as such. Uh, so. Uh, Guys, anything else? Anything else you got on your chest? I have so much more I can talk about, but I will probably hold it in for another discussion. Um, phrasing.
1: What's that? No!
0: Yeah.
5: yeah. There's something else from Empire, and it just totally slipped my mind because I'm old, and I've had too much scotch. But <laughs> just keep talking, and it'll come back to me. <laughs>
0: Um, that's something I'm really bad at—is talking. So uh, he says us he
1: has a podcast.
2: It's—I'll I'll hit on one more Empire thing that Holly, Holly kind of made me think of. Come on, was uh, you know Yoda like laughing and giggling and being a goofball? What in what I love about it is he—he he gets in some wisdom even when he's in that mode. Mm-hmm. You know, before he gets all serious and yeah. starts the training, he—you um you know—I think one of the best lines is you know. Luke tells him, "I'm looking for a, a great warrior," <laughs> and uh, he says, "Oh, war! We're not make one great." And it's still when he he hasn't revealed who he is and he's, he's acting goofy. So I love that. It really struck me. I just watched it last weekend to mark the 40th anniversary, and it, that line especially struck me. Like, it's still in goofy mode, Yoda mode. Yeah. Before he gets you know training Yoda mode, but he still is able to lay down some wisdom, even even yeah. when acting like a nut.
0: Well, and they're stupid crap too this is once again it's like things that just surprise me over and over with empire and all of them for that matter but especially empire i have a calendar you know at, at work or i did last year um had random star wars facts or whatever and i you know the stew that yoda's eating you know and, and it's a little hut and looks like obviously it's a little bitter it's a root stew they told me it was roots. I learned that it was root stew. No, never did I ever think I would get that answer. It was root stew. What's in root stew? I'm assuming root. Of what kind? I don't know.
1: This will not be a question in trivia for Empire.
0: Oh shoot! It was <laughs> not in the movie. Tec- well, technically, it's in the movie, but it's not named. So, yeah. Was it
5: only root? There should have been some snake or something Ew. in there because <laughs> we've seen that baby Yoda
0: at least likes
5: the frog.
1: <laughs> the frog.
0: Great point. That's actually there's there's another connection. Like, did, did you know? Did he eat the snakes? I mean, I know he's comfortable with them. He, you know, there's he has, you know, Hasbro fingers of of the snakes hanging around his neck. But yeah, did he eat them? He was he went out hunting. I know that one of his comic books he was out hunting. But it's like, what did Yoda eat besides roots?
1: Right. When do we see Yoda eat?
0: We didn't see him eat any of the root stew. <laughs> No wonder Luke didn't trust it. He didn't eat any of it. (laughs) Um, Yeah, weird. Weird thoughts. Um, Brent, did that pop up yet? What phrasing? Did the
3: the thought pop up yet? Not
0: my thoughts, but...
3: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The snake snake got him. The snake got him.
5: (laughs) More of the ways than one.
0: I hope it's not venomous. Oh, phrasing. Wow. Um, But, uh, guys, anything else? Maybe Brent will pop up.
4: And so I'll just throw one thing out. So I'm currently reading um, from a certain point of view, which Let's was go. the collection of short stories that kind of filled in gaps around yeah. A New Hope that came out for that movie's 40th anniversary. And I know Lucasfilm is listening to this because, I mean, Let's what else go. would they be doing? Right. Yeah. So give us one of these for Empire. I def- I've enjoyed enjoying oh. this a lot so far.
0: Dude, great Ooh. point, Nettie. Like – those stories revolve around that time period. Yeah, we have so many opportunities to fill in the gaps. There's creative people out there. Keep writing this stuff. Someone should have wrote yeah. about root stew.
1: What about
5: Admiral
0: Ozil? as he's like pulling out of hyperspace a little too early?
5: Yes. I
3: mean, pulling out
0: early is usually a very good thing, but not out of hyperspace, right? Especially when you're trying to crush the rebellion. God, I love that. What a great <laughs> reference. But you know there was more thoughts going on there, a few more interactions. Um yeah, the great point, Nettie. Holy cow, I still need to finish that whole thing. I've only read a few of those stories. And every single one I've read I've loved. Um, so good call, yeah. man. I'm
4: only about halfway, but I mean there's a story in there about the little red droid that got picked before O two. 2 and like he blew a gasket on purpose to help out two, and I'm yeah. like that's not yeah. something you would ever get from the movie. Like, it's just Aww. an awesome, like, you, whether it's canon or not, whatever. But Exactly. I, I just, it's just a fun time.
0: Well, and you know what? I always suspected that R2 did a little something to him, you know? But if he willingly blew his gasket or whatever happened, good for I, I him.
4: Think actually, is in he, that story, like, R2 is trying to sabotage him and gets caught, so. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, then we have him to thank for, you know, saving the galaxy as well. Maybe a moment of silence. I can't even recall the droid's name. But uh, uh, Luke? Luke. Do we know? <laughs> Do we recall Luke? his name?
2: <laughs> Be there in a minute, Emru.
0: <laughs> Luke is stalling for time so he can recall the droid's the name. Can't is pull it, it out. For? Oh,
2: that's yeah, I was going to say one. R5. I didn't know the last part. <gasps> It's okay, guys.
0: I forgive you, but not in trivia. That would be an incorrect answer. Oh well, guys, that probably about does it for us. Um, these casual council sessions—they are casual, and that is what I love about it. But they just—they get better and better as we get to know each other more and more. Um, we obviously get more and more comfortable with our conversation, and they honestly get funnier as we go. Holly, I think I didn't know we had you know four comedians here with us.
1: There
0: they are. There they are. But maybe we'll go on a stand-up tour at some point. I am not sure about David's comedy chomps. I know Dugan's pretty funny. I don't know about David. I haven't heard any of his comedy yet. So he may be he may be actually a paid comic. I have no idea. He probably is. He probably is. That's um, why he couldn't
1: make it tonight.
0: I know he loves to put down rebellions.
1: Mm.
0: Not so sure about his comedy though. So maybe you'll see a, a flying casual comedy tour. This is a whole new idea. I am so <laughs> down. Maybe we'll do a little writers' lounge. We'll all write some jokes together. I'm so down. It won't be any phrasing, so that's strictly for the podcast.
1: Okay, strictly really for noted. the podcast. Write that down.
0: Well, uh, you guys listening, I hope Please? you enjoyed that. It's
5: difficult for me to write jokes. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. It was a fun one. I hope you're watching Empire wherever you are. 40 years of that. Um, one of our favorites, yeah, hands down. Um, and a little Mandalorian 2 talk. Um, so, I, I, Holly, any, any final words? I got nothing. No phrasings. No
1: phrasings.
0: Okay. Well, guys, I hope you enjoyed that. You know, Show our patrons some love here. And if you want to join this this Patreon class, go check us out on patreon.com backslash flying casual i'm i'm throwing out that url that may not actually be accurate holly
1: we'll put it in it us. sounds what it right
0: it sounds right <laughs> okay, um no, just google us now. but check it out on on I uh,
5: oh, Brent, Brent Brent what remember you, I, I remembered what i had for star wars just in time <laughs> for empire so a little easter egg for everybody i don't know if you guys have all seen it um but in when uh, Luke is battling Vader at the end, there was a 40-year kind of uh, foreshadowing as to- uh, Really? Who was gonna be taking over the Star Wars? In one of the scenes behind them battling, there's a little Mickey Mouse logo on one of the walls before Luke gets tossed out of the window. What? (laughs) Yeah, I don't know if you've seen it, but yeah, 40 years in the making, and that uh, Easter egg's been there the whole time. Mm.
0: Wow. Okay, well, now I'm going to Google that, so I'm going to go so, check yeah. that out.
5: Go back, watch the scene between uh, Luke and Vader, and right before he gets tossed out the window, there's a little Mickey Mouse logo in the, the uh, wall behind him. See,
0: petes That's crazy. It's
1: a long time to write out a contract.
0: They really have been thinking about it for a <laughs> while. George's like, okay, we're at $2 billion now, and a couple more years will be at $4 billion. Um, geez, that I'm gonna go check that out right now. I'm gonna put it on right now. We're gonna do that. All right, so folks, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Uh, check us out, you know, on all social media platforms. Twitter, as you heard, not so strong with it, it's not my favorite platform, but you can definitely check us out on Facebook. Join our Facebook group, it's a lot of fun there. And if you want to join our Patreon family, go ahead and do that. If not, that's totally fine. Just keep on listening. But uh, I enjoy every, every minute I get with these guys, it's a lot of fun. We get to do this monthly, so. I hope you guys enjoyed this Um, and we'll be talking to you soon. May the force be with you.